happy October Fool's Day. <laughs> Welcome to the Rhino Super Strong Podcast. Today I have such a great guest for you guys. This is the wonderful Glenn Edward, who you are going to love. He's an actor and multi-talented human man uh, who I just really enjoyed getting to know better. I've known him for years because I work with his husband with the Los Alamitos uh, High School Show Choir Program, and which I've talked about many times in this uh, on this intro portion of this show because I do so much work th- with them throughout the year. Uh, but I've known him for years, and this is the first time that we just got to sit down and you know just talk about all kinds of stuff together. So it was a blast uh, to have him here at the house, and he got to meet Rupert and hang out with Lori before the show and all that stuff. So it was a fun time. Nice little afternoon together, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy meeting him. Uh, before we get to the show, I, I do have a few public shows this week. I'm playing with Zach Churchill, good old past guest Zach Churchill. Uh, we're playing the third, fourth, and fifth together. Actually, we're doing Hive and Honey in Irvine from 5 to 9 on Thursday the 3rd. Uh, then the fourth, we're playing uh, the ranch from four to eight in Laguna Beach, and Oak in Laguna Beach from nine thirty to close on Friday. And then Saturday, we're playing uh, Hive and Honey again, but from eight to midnight, and we're doing like a more, you know, the the more outdoor rockin' style because it's you know it's a party up there on Saturday night. So we'll be there eight to midnight. If you are in Irvine and want to come have a drink and dance around, you know, that's that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> Sounded stupid, uh, as I do so very often. So, uh, those are my public shows this week, and uh, otherwise I will be in the studio writing. And I'm excited about the project I will tell you about when it's finished. (laughs) But I am basically at my computer all week, so that's my life. Um, It is October now, and uh, if you've uh, been a long-time listener to this show, you know how scared I am. It's the spookiest month of the year. And I know how scared you are, and that's why we've, you know, fallen so deeply in love with each other. (laughs) So please, we have the same fears of October, uh, the walking around skeletons, the ghosts, the ghouls. Um, it's all scary and frightening, and it's October, so I am here for you starting now. Um, I, I guess I'm here th- throughout the year too, but October especially, it, it is the spookiest month, and I am here to help you get through that. Um, as we get closer and closer to that horrible, horrible day at the end of this month, um, the podcast will become more serious, more scary. Uh, more frightening we're going to talk about it um and i just hope that we can just stay together and feel okay about it okay so don't get too spooked this is it is the first week of october so i'm just i think we're starting with one of the warmest men you can find you know so let's just let's forget how scary things are out in the world how spooky this month is and get on with the show all right so get yourself comfortable get yourself a snack or a treat it is pumpkin spice season after all and so get yourself a snack get yourself a uh, cool or hot drink depending on your internal core temperature um if you have a pup scratch him on the head give him a little treat you know hang out with the with the with the dog or the kitten or whatever it is that you've chosen to love and like i say every week please sit back relax and enjoy the freaking show! Alright, hey, hey, welcome to the Ryan of Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knutson and I am, you guessed it, Super Strong! Today's strength level is gold. Now, I picked gold today as a strength level because, first of all, I mean, gold's been around for ages. It's something that we've, you know, monetized and used as, 
you know, the gold standard, you know, for so long. And we, you know, gold backs up our financial purchases or, or so we're led to believe. It's been around for a long, long time. It's a very strong element and substance. Uh, th- but the reason I chose it today was because the man I have as a guest on today's episode has a golden smile. He was, uh, the, he was in a spot for, what was it called? It was the Oxford Gold Group recently. He, he talk- so this is a golden man, in my opinion. And he's and he's made time to be on this crazy show. He's an actor, a singer, wonderful man. This is the wonderful Glenn Edward. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because he's really old. <laughs> oh, like gold? <laughs> no, like gold. Yeah. No, no, you're a golden man. <laughs> oh, gosh. See if I can live up to that. That's fine. Oh, you'll live up to it. You already did. <laughs> no, it's great to have you here. Good to be here. That's great. Um, yeah, so you're an actor. You do all these different things. Uh, but you're, you're a multi-talent, super-talent. Um, and I know you uh, I know you for many reasons. We're going to get into all that stuff. Um, but my first question that I give every guest that come in here. You know, the name of the show is Ryan and Super Strong. So everyone knows that I'm here week to week. They go, that's Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know? But there are some people listening that are going, who is this Glenn Edward guy, you know? And so my first question to everybody that comes in is simply, hey, who are you and what are you doing here? Hmm. Well, right now, Glenn is, uh, Glenn's an actor. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for a long time, well, I guess for, for, for a long time now, I've been an actor. Uh, I, I've been on stage. I, well, I moved to California many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to be the next John Travolta. Yeah. And, you know, my hair was that color then. And I've got big blue eyes. So, uh, and I was a little better dancer then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I thought I was going to, I thought that was what I was going to do. Sure. Um, as you work on the acting thing, mm-hmm. and many people, many people will attest, uh, it knocks a lot of people down. Sure. And yeah. uh, you find real life at some point takes over. Either yeah. you make it or you don't. Totally. And real life does kind of take over. You decide you like eating. You like a roof over your head. Uh, I was lucky enough over the years to actually have jobs where they said, we'll work with you. Yeah. If, if something comes up, uh, you know, we'll work with you on your schedule. Sure. You know, but there really is a, a point when you're at work 40 hours a week. And as you're getting older, you, you get into your 40s, maybe your 50s, you realize the vacation time, the sick time, the um, the 401k, all these benefits that come from being at work. Yeah. Uh, that that's a really good thing. That sort of overshadowed the acting. Sure. The acting yeah. bug. Now, I still manage to stay busy at night. I, I would do a lot of uh, uh, local theater. Mm-hmm. And I actually uh, even went on some, uh, got into some theater companies where we did some national tours. Um, so that was kind of fun. I, I stayed really busy in theater, but I sort of uh, lost the, uh, I never really lost the drive, but I, but I just realized that being responsible needed to take precedence. Sure. A um, couple of years ago, it suddenly occurred to me that I had a little money saved up. I was getting close to uh, what most people consider retirement age. And I thought, you know, I think I can do this. Yeah. I think I can leave the day job behind uh, and still have a little money to, to pay my bills. Sure, yeah. 
and I, th- I think I can move forward with the acting thing. Uh, although at this point, um, uh, I look more like uh, Leslie Nielsen, Peter Graves. They're gone. So, I mean... Yeah, you're I, filling that I, role now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've got grandpa's hair now, and I have a full head of hair. Yep. Uh, so I can fulfill those roles. So I, I, I'm thinking that that's where I belong now. You have very cool hair. You've got silver, <laughs> silver fox hair kind of vibe, right? And That's over it. the last two years, I've been getting in front of the camera. Yeah. You know, done some modeling things, done some acting things, done some commercial things, um, some some movies. Um, I don't know that I'd consider myself a success, but everything is building. So, that, so sure. that, that's kind of who I am today. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm having a ball. That's awesome. I am yeah. having a great time going out to auditions. Um where are they mostly? Are they mostly in Santa Monica for the most part, or oh, all God. over the place? Uh, up in North Hollywood, Burbank, mm-hmm. Santa sure. Monica, mm-hmm. West Hollywood, cool. <laughs> North Hollywood. I mean, it's and yeah, you lived down in Long Beach, pretty much right? all over. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's a little bit of a trek you're used to doing. You came up today, for, and uh, you're, but you're used to. Seems like you're used to coming up these neck of the woods quite a bit. Well, anyway. when I started this this journey, I realized that I was going to be spending a lot of time on the road. Yeah. Uh, now, my last full time job, I spent 24 years at the same place and it was essentially five miles away yeah. from where I live. Yeah. I didn't even have to get on the freeway. Yeah. So all of a sudden I realized my life is going to be revolving around the freeway mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought if I have a problem with that, then this is not something I should be doing. Yeah. And um, it, it's been really interesting because over these last couple of years, my, my whole demeanor has changed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lot more relaxed. That's great. Yeah, um, that's great. Even it, though you're spending more time in traffic, that's well, counterintuitive, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I've never been the the, the crazy traffic guy. Yeah, you, you know, I've had my moments, mm-hmm. but I just realize if I'm going to do this, I I've got to relax with it. Mm-hmm. I I can't do that to myself or to anybody else around me. Just be a crazy man because I've been you know on the in the in traffic for five hours today. Totally. Yeah. Um. So no, I mean I'm in traffic. If uh, there are times when I'm going to be late. Mm-hmm. Okay, because there's traffic, because there's there's construction, because there's an accident. Right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be part late. Of the job now. Yeah. yeah. If 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 I'm late and I have a problem with it, well, that that's that's my problem. You know. So do I, you feel like you were, did you used to have a problem being late before this kind of switch this life switch? Did you or were you always kind of regimented or did did you did this this ease of life kind of come with the new acting focus? I think I think the the ease yeah came came with this new life yeah that's awesome uh, I'm, I'm just a lot more relaxed that's I just realized great. there's certain things I can't do anything about so so why am I gonna be you know turn into a madman when when things happen yeah uh, that's when people get stupid on the freeway yeah totally you know yeah, when, when they're sure. still trying to be on time when 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 there's no reason to be on time yeah. because there's an accident mm-hmm. all you do is make another accident yeah I don't want to be that guy yeah for sure I get that I totally get that um so we, we know each other because your husband Eddie is the music director for Los Alamitos uh, uh, their, their show choir program so we've mm-hmm. known each other for several years now and you've taken many trips with the band as well so you're just kind of that Los Al band family I get to go on the big trips that's right Nashville yeah. New York Chicago Orlando that's right <laughs> I'm still hoping for the Hawaii trip I know that's uh, my fingers crossed right because <laughs> you love Hawaii right? oh well no. I mean I guess that's that's like saying you like chocolate but well, <laughs> Kauai <laughs> Hawaii in particular is my favorite place on yeah. this earth. Why is that? Oh lord. Well, I went to Hawaii for the first time 
as an adult. I never, I'm not one of those uh, people who got to go as a child with their wealthy parents. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went as an adult and uh, first trip went to Waikiki. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and I went to uh, to Maui and then Big Island. Yep. And they were fabulous. A year later, I'd come off a really awful year. It was just one of those, you know, uh, love life sucked. Yep. Uh, I, I, bills sucked. Uh, I just, I just had, it just felt like everything that could go wrong did go wrong yeah, in that year. Yeah, life was just down. And <laughs> it was a year after that first trip. And I thought, I want to go back to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and I decided to go to Kauai. This was a couple of years after Hurricane Iniki. So okay. it, it was a place that a lot of people weren't going weren't to trying yet. trying to go back. Yeah. Yeah, because they thought it was still, you know, devastated from Hurricane Iniki. Mm-hmm. But I talked to a travel agent. Remember those? Yeah, of course. Those. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> we were just uh, talking about that, Lori and I, a couple of days ago. Yeah. But, but I, I planned this trip to uh, Kauai. And um, it was really the first trip I'd taken on my own. I remember eight days on Kauai. I thought this could be a, a big mistake, just going somewhere totally alone. Uh, and I'd made the decision too, this is what plastic is for. Okay, I have a lot of bills, but I'll, I'll charge this. Uh, I'll, I'll come back rejuvenated. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I'm going to spend eight days on Kauai. I'm, I may meet people and that'll be really neat. That'll be fun. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just sit in a lounge chair and read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took two or three novels. I thought if I make it through these, I'm sure they have bookstores there. Yeah, yeah. You know, this will be fine. Well, I spent eight days on Kauai. I put over 450 miles on the car. Yeah, yeah. And you can't even drive around the island. Yeah. You know, there's one part of the island you, it is impassable. Can't even get to. So, I mean, I, and it's a tiny island. So, I just drove. I, I, I looked at things. I took pictures. I laid on beaches. I had the best time. I fell in love with that island. Yeah. Um, that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and I came back and that's when I met my husband. I I really feel that it put me in a place to receive that next chapter. Yes. Yes. That's so awesome. That's so, I have really kind of similar story to be honest. Uh, because I, I, uh, the first time I went to Hawaii, uh, was for a a buddy's wedding and I just went by myself. I went stag to the wedding and I was supposed to go with another friend. We were in a, we were in a band together at the time. And so we went, uh, I went stag to the wedding and a friend of mine was going to go with me also stag. And then he had to back out because there was a death in the family like two days before the mm. trip. And so, uh, so he's like, I'm really sorry, man, because we we're going to share a hotel and all kind of, all that kind of stuff. So that was, it went quickly from like a kind of a friend trip to just, I'm, now I'm going to Hawaii by myself. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, but when you have a, when you have a trip like that, that's planned, yeah, that can sometimes be devastating. You sure. Know, where you're yeah. planning on being with with friends or a buddy, and and all of yep. a sudden you're alone, and it's like, oh crap, you know. And, well, and you have two choices in that moment. You can either be like bellyache about it the whole time, or and or and cancel your plans, or just go like, well, this is the this is the what I this is the plate I got served up. Let's, exactly. Let's, let's exactly. Chow down. <laughs> so that's what I did too. But I came back, and pretty quickly after that, met Lori too. That's uh, after that <laughs> trip too. That was like one of my last single trips. So. I have a friend uh, that lives on Kauai now, and she said. Island life and Kauai in particular, she said, you get there and you know whether you belong or not. She yeah. said, Kauai, uh, if, you, if you don't belong there, it can chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. And I have had the exact opposite feeling. I, I get there. I get off the plane and I swear it just feels like home. Yeah. Yeah. It calls to you. I get, I totally get that. It's, it's, you know, we're all vibrating on some frequency and so it's, you can get to those spots where you're like, you feel at home. Yeah. 
I get that. I totally get that. That's awesome. Um, are you... Uh, I know Eddie's a gambling man. Are you a gambling man? <laughs> you like to gamble? Play uh, cards? I love playing cards. Uh-huh. I don't like losing money. Okay. Um, I'm, the, I'm the exact same <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly my thing, too. I mean, we can get together and play cards you know till three in the morning and, right. and i'll and it'll it'll be the best thing i mean i'll just have the best time uh going to vegas and sitting down you know i can put down a hundred dollars yeah and if i play for an hour i'm happy you're not that, too upset about it no yeah, exactly. that's okay like, yeah. because hey if we go bowling exactly this is yeah you know you're speaking it, exactly it's entertainment like yep um but what i don't like is going putting down a hundred dollars and walking away five minutes later. Yeah, that's 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 no fun. That's and 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 I've gotten to the point where I'll just go up to the room. I'm yeah. gonna go up to the room. I'll watch TV. I'll read, and I'm fine. That's yeah, a, that's okay. Let's go chill. Yeah. yeah, relax a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm so similar in that way. I said the same thing. I'm like, if we went to Dave and Buster's and played video games for a couple hours, we'd spend you know 150 bucks uh-huh. on you know a couple of beers and video games and stuff and food or whatever and. It's just entertainment, but yeah. But if if I ever put in a twenty dollar bill into a machine or a, or go to a blackjack table and play a minute, you know, and then it's just gone on the next hand, it's uh-huh. like, what in the heck did I just yeah, do? Yeah, I can't stand that either. That's not fun. That <laughs> is not fun. Uh, you're a wine man. Your your Instagram says that as well. But I've known this about you for a long time. Through our trials, that you like you like wine. Is that your preferred uh, cocktail? Of, you know, or like drink? You know, vice. No, I like just about anything. Anything liquid, uh, basically, oh, cocktails yeah. and beers. And- now, this is a funny thing. I I don't like being drunk. Okay. Uh, but I, I I enjoy drinking. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll have a nice cognac or a scotch mm-hmm. or, um or or sweet drinks, margaritas, mai tais. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I love wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, spirits. Uh, I I, I like kind of like it all. About the only thing that I'm not real crazy about is gin. Okay, gotcha. You know yep. that hangover mm-hmm. uh, that that we all have probably around uh, the age of twenty one. <laughs> Mine was gin. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And in the last couple of years, I've started to to try gin here and there, but but no, that's the one thing. Yep. That doesn't quite do it for me. Yep. I I know exactly. I had the mine was a vodka hangover when I was in co- in college that made me I couldn't touch vodka until like late twenties and then I finally started being able to drink vodka again. But I was I was like vodka is the worst thing on the planet. Tequila is the one that I hear again and again Ooh. from people. People yeah people overdo it on tequila because it goes down so easily and it's uh-huh. a totally different kind of drunk feeling. So you don't think you're drunk really. You just think you're energetic and stuff yeah. and then it hits you real hard the next now day. <laughs> rum is the one that can get me in trouble yeah yeah but I've, I've had a few experiences on rum where people told me things the next day and it's really yeah i i, I don't remember that at all <laughs> i remember when i, I lived but with i my, wasn't drunk <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah i lived with my brother and sister-in-law forever before they were married i lived with, when i first moved out to california and and I would, if I got a bottle of rum or something, then uh, my brother Jeff would say, "Don't let any have any of that." <laughs> and I'd go, "Why?" And he said, he said we, "Around here, we call that breakup juice." <laughs> it's like, don't ever, don't ever have it. So that was always my favorite things. So, uh, I noticed you're a, you're a Christmas time birthday boy, right? Born I am. around Christmas time, December twenty third. Okay, so that's very close to the Christmas. Do you feel like your your birthdays were overshadowed by the holiday? Oh my gosh! Yes, as a kid, you know, yeah. you know, it's all about Christmas, mm-hmm. and it's all about your birthday, right? And so you you grow up with a lot of uh, I, I owe you a gift, right? Yeah. Or here's your Christmas birthday present. Exactly. Here's your combo gift. Yeah. yeah. Or your Christmas birthday card. Yeah. Uh, so you're like, man. Yeah. yeah. You know. But as an adult, it's 
not that big a deal anymore. No, you know, even the holidays now, you know, because I, yeah. I don't have kids. Um, more more than anything, uh, the holidays or, or special occasions come around. We don't we don't buy gifts for each other. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's if you want something, you get it. You get it. Totally. Yeah. OK, this is your birthday gift here. You know, I know it's. 10 months early, but I've become bad about that, especially like it's September. My birthday is in September. And so typically it's kind of like stop buying little things in September. Like just, (laughs) you know, like stop doing little things that are easy because I'll be like, oh, I need that and just get it, you know. Uh But it's just like, don't just for that month, let's don't do that. You know, and then when October comes, you can start doing that again. Ah. But so because I do that same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Does what was I going to ask? What's your what's your uh, the way that you treat? Do you, do you treat your birthday as kind of a New Year's for yourself in a way? Or do you wait for New Year's to do that? Because you're right around that corner. And I you know, I, was think, I think that myself, I, I, I always treat my birthday as kind of like a New Year's resolution type thing for myself. But I, it sounds I, so close to New Year's. I don't do think do? about my birthday much. Yeah, you just move right by it now. Yeah, it's uh, more often than not, I've dealt with my birthday way before my birthday. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Um, I remember uh, years ago, um, somebody asked me, so, so how old are you? And I said, well, on my next birthday, I'm going to be 38. Yeah. And I, I remember in that moment, my brain jumped to 40. Yeah, exactly. I realized yeah. I'm in my late 30s. Oh, my God, I'm almost 40. Yeah. Oh. And back then, <laughs> so of course. So you have to emotionally go through that. Yeah, feeling, you know. Yeah. So uh, over those next couple of years... I was dealing with 40, and when 40 hit, it was... It was a breeze. You've yeah, been thinking it was, about it for two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really a problem at all. Yeah, for sure. And, and most of the time, it's been that way. Yeah. You know, my yeah. birthday just sort of comes and goes. I don't think about it much. I, I remember, I think it was in, in, in the 30s, I had trouble keeping track of how old I was. Yeah. You know? I, again, because I just didn't think about it that much. Um, didn't have many problems until a couple of years ago, I hit 60. Mm-hmm. And that one surprised me. Yeah. It all of a sudden in a negative way, you mean? Or oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hit you yeah. hard. And it doesn't have anything to do with age. Right. Because I'm not I'm not sixty. Yeah. I, I mean I don't act it. I don't look it. I no. don't I don't feel it. I'm 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 just a big kid. Yeah. But in reality I know there's no way you can see a sixty year old or know somebody's sixty and and not know that they're an old fart. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, it just is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll look at somebody across the street and say, "Look at that old guy." And then I realize he's 45. 55. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and so, you know, I'm way past him, but I just don't even see myself as I don't see myself like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, between my ears, I'm still that crazy yep. kid in high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, 60 hit me really hard. Um, just cuz doesn't compute right who yeah. i am very different looking in the mirror yeah. and like thinking of, and just also internally just thinking and how you feel and all that stuff and and it, it, interestingly um one of the acting classes i took um essentially taught me to embrace who i am yeah um you know realize when you walk into a room there's a lot of branding classes around and i've taken a couple of these um and it, it sort of gets you used to understanding how people view you yeah totally and when you walk into a room realize who they're seeing uh for me they see uh, a boss a banker a doctor you know i'm, I'm basically mm-hmm. i look like uh, a, a trust trustable yeah. pro- professional guy <laughs> sure yeah yeah um 
I don't look like a drug dealer. I don't right. look, uh, I, you know, I look like a dad or a grandpa. And, and some of those things were hard for me to get used to. Interesting. That was the first thing you said you don't look like. Make, it makes the listener believe that's what you're hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the, I don't look like a drug dealer. <laughs> well, the, the the funny thing is, you know, we we all do this. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, how many times has has a woman walked into a room, and we say, "Oh, she looks like the nice girl, the girl next door," right? Or yeah. somebody else. She looks like the mistress or the slut. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. interesting in in these branding classes, I think it has to be harder on some of the women because oh, sure. because yeah. because the negatives, I, I think affect you a little bit more but but the bottom line is we once we understand how we're seen when we walk into a room it helps you to not waste a lot of steps yeah uh, going for roles that you that you know they're not going to consider you for yeah now when when you're kind of a newbie and i even though i'm old i I feel kind of a newbie in the business here of course yeah um, i I have to be considerate of that Mm -hmm. uh now if i become the next Leslie Nielsen or, mm-hmm. or, or uh, Peter Graves or, uh, uh, you know, if, if basically if I become a star, then I can walk out, walk in and say, I'd like to try something new. Totally. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. I look like this, but wouldn't it be cool if you considered me for the drug dealer? Cast against, yeah, yeah against type exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But being the new guy, no, I've got to, I've got to, in, in two minutes, they're, oh, actually in 30 seconds when I walk in, they've already decided I'm not the drug dealer. Get out of here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to try something So essentially, I guess what I'm saying though is uh, it taught me to to embrace who I am. Mm-hmm. When I walk in, mm-hmm. know how I'm seen, know who I am. Um, and so I'm fine being, I'm going to be 65 in December. I'm right. going to be 65 in December. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still, I mean, I know it and it's okay, but I... I still have real trouble wrapping my head around that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, it's but, I mean, it seems like it's not holding you back in any way. No, because <laughs> like I'm just, just having a ball. I'm having yeah. A ball. Hey, am I the oldest uh, guy you've ever had on your show? I think probably so. It probably might. Probably, that's probably true. That's probably Gosh. true. Yeah. Because there's a, it's, I think it's mostly <laughs> mostly young people coming up in LA. You know, but that's that's why I thought of everybody that I have on the show is is coming up. In LA, you know, and and you're doing that. That's why I thought about you. And you, you, I ran into you on Instagram. It like you had liked a bunch of my posts or something. Uh, I was like, I should have Glenn on here. That'd be awesome, you know. Um, I think the other, the the maybe second also be comedian Todd Glass uh, came on in the first like thirty or forty episodes. I can't remember how many. That was a long time ago because we're up over 150 episodes mm-hmm. now. But but uh, yeah, most of the people just tend to be younger because of the the, the idea of the shows up and exactly. Commerce, you know? Well, that's what I was talking about. You know, there's a certain point when a lot of those young people go, well, I guess I'm not going to make it. I guess I should get married or, yeah. or have kids or become a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once real life has taken over, you know, you don't yeah. have time for the dream anymore. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've, and everybody puts their own time limit on stuff. There's clocks. Everybody has a different clock or different yeah. shelf life. And it's weird. It's, it's very because di- some people are like, I didn't make it in a year and a half. I'm done. You know, it's like, well, what the heck? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, that's fine. More room for uh, other people. Well, but. you hear the story again and again, how mom and dad are supporting and they'll, sure. they'll give you this much time. And after that, you need to get back in, into school. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it is about economics. Totally. It's yeah. about eating and mm-hmm. having a roof over your head. Um, yeah. And when when you're on your own, 
it's a totally different ball game. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you're from Chicago. You moved to California years ago. What's uh, what's if Chicago and let's say and L.A. got in a fight, who would win? You know, you know what I mean. Oh, it depends why you're there. Um, you know, for me, for me now, uh-huh. I, I think I'd have to say L.A. wins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because this is where I'm pursuing my dream. Yeah. Um, Chicago, in a funny way, though, it, it's it's still home. Oh yeah. Even though I haven't been there in 40 years, you know, to live. Uh, that's so he's got such a strong spirit and old histories and stuff that gotta believe they'd they'd uh, pack quite the punch if if they were boxing in the ring. You know? Yeah, well, I, I was born and raised, and and they're and they're so different. I mean, it's it's uh, it's really interesting and fun to go back because you see the differences immediately. Totally. Uh, yeah, you, you're driving through slums, and and you see these gorgeous old buildings just so full of history. Uh, the architecture is is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Just just the yeah. beauty. It's awesome that yeah. that we don't see in so many of our buildings here because we're so new. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. Here on the West Coast, and uh, we tear stuff down constantly. Building is 20 years old. Oh, mm-hmm. it's history. We're going to build something better. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Chicago, you've got building buildings that are you know 50, 75, 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the the building that I grew up in, I want to I want to say. They would put the year at the top mm-hmm. of the buildings. It was a four-story building, and I think it was 1895 or something. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. I, I, so cool. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And it gets even older as you go to the East Coast, and then you know, that's yeah. just, that's you know, there's all this cool history. And so. going to New York it, uh, really felt the first trip to New York. I thought this feels more like Chicago than anywhere else I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Do you do you like New York? Is, Love New York. Do you like? Love could New you York. see yourself living there? I could. Yeah, I could. That's the, I'm I'm I can't, That's what's interesting to me is like you feel at home in like Kauai, you know, mm-hmm. but then you could feel at home in like a place like New York, you know. You know, there, there's, I love New York. There's this strange dichotomy. Uh, I on one hand feel, you know, since I'm a city boy, born and raised. Yeah. Y- you tend to feel that, that that you belong in the hustle and bustle of the city. Yeah, you're used to it and know how to get around. But on the other hand, I can see a certain uh, beauty in living in the middle of Montana. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. having having acres and acres of land and just being the only people, you know, yeah. not seeing people yep. for, for weeks. That would be okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'd like to try that too for a while, you know. It's, it, 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 I really miss having... I just want, like, that's my problem with our place now is we don't have, like, a backyard to chill on, you know. It's it's really... And that's, that's really starting to dig at me. I really it, want some land. Interesting... Um, we redid the front of our house a few years ago. Mm-hmm. We got rid of the grass, and it's all drought tolerant now. And we we walled succulents in. and stuff. And yeah, and and some trees. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we walled in just a little four foot wall, um, about a five hundred square foot area, like in front of the front door. Yeah. Um, put a table out there and some some Adirondack chairs. Cool. You know, it is just. It's it. We pat ourselves on the back every time we sit out there with a glass of wine. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so nice. It's just you know because the plants have grown up and grown in. You know the trees. Uh, I remember the first when we first had the work done about five years ago. Yeah. We sat out there and said, "Is this a mistake? You know, are we just basically on display for anybody walking by yeah. on the sidewalk?" <laughs> and I looked out and I said, "No, there, there's a bush there. There's a tree there. There's two other trees there. Those are going to grow up." Yep. And, and, you know, give us some privacy. 
and that's exactly what's happened. That's awesome. Yeah, and, see, because you see our little grass patch here mm-hmm. that we've we've always been like, man, I wonder if we could just put a, like a privacy hedge up there, for, you know, so we could let Rupert run around. We could be out there. But this is, I won't say what streets we're on, but but we're but you know, it's a very busy little area, and there's uh-huh. always people walking that. So we we have this little porch balcony right there, and it's awkward to even use that because there's people just you know five well, feet away from us we, looking we at us can see like, people ah. walking by but they're still you know uh, 15 20 feet away and yeah and if it's somebody we want to talk to you know we wave we hold up the glass of wine hey, you know and, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah and we laugh and we talk but if we don't want to talk to them it really is a little bit more secu- secluded yeah totally so, so that's great yeah but that's the best thing we've that's done very cool it yeah that's really really I'm love jealous that. we need to get we, we want to get more outside here you know that's it's, that's something we're, we're starting to really really miss now <laughs> it's uh-huh. like come on <laughs> um I, I have this fun memory of, you, of being with you in nashville and you were talking to me about the carbonara effect that you know that, <laughs> <laughs> do you still watch that show um, occasionally it was so funny because it was one of the first times that you and i just like said you know just kind of like talked for a for a long <laughs> we uh-huh. were just because we kept on hopping from bar to bar on roberts or on uh on broadway you know, in nashville uh-huh. and you and i just kept on t- and you were talking to me through so many episodes of the carbon well the thing was we had just discovered it <laughs> yeah you and you you just loved it and, so and we so were recording all of them and catching up you know yeah. so we're watching one after another after another after another um, so, so now, you know, we, we see them more sporadically because yeah. we're watching new ones. Well, I went um, home and watched the, you know, that next week or the week, two weeks later. Aren't they like insane? I watched all of them. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And it's all on Netflix, I think now. Yeah. And you just watch him and you go, no, what? <laughs> there, there are things like, like a, a boat yep. disappears. Basically a guy turns his head and, and he does so the, many crazy yeah, things. Yeah. The boat's it's so, gone. So funny at acting, but like acting like. Acting the fool, you know, yeah. which I love that. Uh, do you have a favorite Los Al trip memory that you've been on these trips so long? you have a fun thing that's, or a place that sticks out the most? Probably. <laughs> Some stories we can't tell. I mean, I've had I've had several Los Al band members on the show, and they're just like, well, we can't tell this story. <laughs> no, actually, probably the, the one that sticks out, you know, the, the neat one that, that I recall. Um, well, you see, I have, I have a cousin uh, in the Chicago area. Okay. And of all my relatives, like my mother had five sisters and, you know, they all had their own kids and uh, they're all over the country now. Uh, still a, a, a bunch of people, you know, in, in the Chicago area. But anyhow, this one cousin is the one that I was always closest to growing yeah. up. She's yeah. four years younger than me. She lived across the street. Okay. Um, she had three daughters. Those three daughters, they were each they were two years apart. Yeah. So um, all three of those girls went through show choir in Illinois. Okay, right. Yeah. So the first. Another big show choir, even. Yeah, and and they were with one of the big groups too. Uh, yeah. One of the groups that was usually in finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first show choir trip that I went on. Well, I'm going to take it back one step further. Um, the first show choir. The first New York trip that Eddie went on, uh-huh. um, we talked about this. Glenn, do you want to go? Eh, no, you're going to be working. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be busy, busy, busy. You know, and no, I'm not going to do it. And we agreed that that it didn't make any sense for me to go. Eddie went on the trip. He came back and he said, "I am so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I had the best time." And what, what yeah. was so what he was unprepared for is. Uh, all the socializing with the parents he was going to get to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the beginning of developing some really important friendships, uh, yeah. pe- people that we're still good friends with. Um, and so he said, no. He said, next time you have to go because this this was really 
uh, a special time and a really wonderful time. Yep. So the next New York trip was just a few years later. Um, and I went and my cousin was competing with two of her daughters. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we were competing against each other. Right. But as soon as, well, you know, Los Al wasn't, wasn't a big show choir power at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's when uh, Randy Carp, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie's, uh, well, you know, one of the, the old director mm-hmm. uh, was doing it. And her focus, 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 I can't say the word. <laughs> her focus was more on the music than, sure. on, than on the whole show choir than experience. The, the, yeah, the big show of it. Um, yeah. And so this was kind of a learning experience for everybody going to that. Um, and my cousin's two groups, the uh, the mixed group and the and the female group, they made finals. Yeah. And I don't rem- I, I don't think they won, but they placed highly. Fast forward a couple years later, um, we were in Nashville, mm-hmm. and this is after the new choir director is in, who was uh, you know who had come from a major show choir power. Yeah. In, in Illinois, Illinois yeah. you know, very close to where my cousin's daughters were attending school. Yeah. yeah. So they competed very closely with them. Uh, so this new director came out to Los Al and was sort of was was grooming the Los Al groups to 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 become big, big time yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to Nashville, and uh, my my cousin's next two daughters. I think the one had graduate graduated, but the next two daughters had moved up, so they were competing. I think one was in the mixed group, one was in the girls group. Uh, very strangely, Losal made finals, and my cousin's groups did not make finals. They did a big switcheroo. Oh, they were shocked that yeah. they didn't make it. They they were devastated. They were shocked. But as soon as this happened, they came over to Losal. Yeah. And it was all about Losal. So all of a sudden, you know, Losal was was a big player. I mean, the crowds. I mean, <laughs> everybody from the school. Yeah. Uh, was on Los Al's side and, yep. and rooting for them. And of course, when Eddie would ever take, whenever he'd take the stage, they would start chanting, Go wild, Eddie, yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. So, so that was really fun. Um, and on top of that, my cousin's husband even went backstage and she was work and he was working crew yeah. for Los Al. Yeah. So, I mean, so that was a really fun memory. That so it was awesome. sort of a family, um, Family, uh, little family reunion. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'd get together afterwards at the, at the uh, Jack Daniels restaurant. I remember yep, and we'd yeah. drink and oh, eat. Oh, in Nashville. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. we've been. We've all been there several times. And that was right before the floods. Oh, right, right, right. Because we were there, I think, in April, mm-hmm. and we left, and it was just a couple weeks later that the that the river came yeah, up. Yeah, they got and all crazy flooded. Flooded That's right. uh, that whole area where we'd had so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, in answer to your question a half hour ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably uh, one of my favorite trips, uh, at least one of my favorite memories, because there was the family element. Yeah, there was all the whole kind of stuff smashed into Los that. Al. Um, and then the two schools competing and the surprises and yeah, Yeah. that was fun. Nashville is always such a, that's always like my favorite place to go. I think of all the places we've gone up LaSalle. Every time we go to Nashville, it's just so much fun. We always go back to Monell's and. Oh yeah, Monell's. Jeez. And then we. So much fun there. Hurt for three days after we eat. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I actually did a few, a few years back when we went to Nashville, I I went earlier, I went several days earlier and I did a full day of podcasting there with like, and I did seven Uh, episodes that are all, if you go, if for the listener, if you want to go back (laughs) a couple of years ago and I did seven episodes in a row that were all from uh, Nashville artists and stuff. And so that was really fun. And that's where 
uh, my past guest, Shane Williams, he's the one that recommended we go to Monell's for the first time. So we all went. Oh, that on was that your trip. idea. Yeah. So that so it was, well, Shane's idea. He was the one that told us about it. So I was like, yeah, let's go. You know. So then, so when we discovered that, and then we've been back three or four times since then. We always go back. Now to I wasn't Monel's. there on that first Monell's. The trip. first Monell's trip. Yeah. Now it's like it's a staple. When when we hear that we're going to Nashville, it's like okay, what day are we going to do Monell's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have, we because it has to happen. There's I remember no Eddie coming home and it. saying, "Next time you go, we have to go here. This place is just amazing." It's insane. Yeah. It's what what it's the best experience ever. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I've put you through the gauntlet of questions, and so now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna put, go into segments and games now. So, are you ready for that? Uh, I guess. I know those questions were very intense, <laughs> <Okay>. hard to answer. <laughs> I'm gonna loosen up now. This first segment is something called the compliment corner. Hmm. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called the Compliment Corner. Hey, Gleb. Hmm. Welcome to the Compliment Corner. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be here. I think. Yeah. Maybe. It's very. This is everyone's favorite place to be. Uh, basically. Uh, what happens in the compliment corner is it gives me and my guests a chance to forget how dark and gloomy the world can get, you know, and uh, and we it, and we just it takes we take a moment just to practice compliments. So I'll look you in the eye, give you a compliment that I mean, then you'll look me in the eye, give me a compliment that you mean, and then we're both gonna walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Okay, how's that sound? That sounds good. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> it's a very easy, fun game. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll jump right in. My compliment for you. Is I, I uh, basically you know we've traveled together throughout these Los Al trips. I've met you so many times. You came to Lauren as engagement party. You know we've had so, so many good memories with you, uh, always being there and around. And um, I, I don't remember what year we even met, but you know I met you through Los Al and all that stuff. But first of all, you ha- the, your the the way that your personality is and the, the vibe that you just kind of walk around giving is extremely warm and open, which uh, which I think anyone enjoys that. <laughs> but, but something I was uh, really impressed with, you got here you got here a while, like we start, we were probably chatting with my, with Lori, my fiance, for almost an hour before we started recording, <laughs> uh, just standing in the, in the standing, living room and, yes. and just talking because we were just in, in, a, in a great conversation. But we talked a lot about, uh, all, you know, a lot of issues that are going around today. And just, and something I was really impressed with was, was your ability to, talk with us you know uh not i mean not only as equals but like you're very open about st- things that you think you're bad at and want to be better at you know w- whether it be about you know just w- about anything that we were talking about and these different issues and so i, w- I don't want to you know, just blast you about all the things we were chatting about earlier <laughs> but i but i just uh, but it was just very cool because i've spent a lot of time with you and normally we're just joking around or you're telling me about carbonara effect or you know we're you know just sharing in those times that we're hanging out but it was very cool, not only to, you're always such a warm and smiley person that's easy to talk to, but it was cool um, just chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit deeper and, and, the, and, the, and the, the, your openness to share that you hate certain things about you that you want to get better at. You're trying to work on different things and, and that's kind of our whole, you know, the whole climate right now is that everyone's trying to be better and trying to learn and get better. So I, I just think that's really cool and, it's, and it shows something great about your personality that you are that you're self-reflective and that you care about that and you want to be better. I think that's really admirable. Thank you. Yeah. So there's my compliment for you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, interesting too. I don't know if I'm supposed to comment on the compliment. You can, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> but um, I've, I've always been um, maybe a little too analytical 
Sure. You know, I tend, uh, things happen during the day, even as a kid, and I would think about them at night. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just overanalyze. I just go through, uh, again, what, 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 what if I would have done this instead? Uh, I'm trying to get away from that. I know I, I here. Do you have a lot of worry about, did you offend somebody? Or like, did you, do you feel like you're worried oh that you came gosh. across the wrong way? And... Well, there are times in my life where I know I've offended people. Yeah. Where I've just done things. Uh, I, I, I've done things. And to me, they're huge. Yeah. 10, 20 years later. And there have been at least two instances I can think of where I I made a point of apologizing to somebody. And I think this is something in I, I, that, I've, that I've heard of in 12-step programs. It's very sure. important that you go and apologize to people that you've wronged. And so I, I haven't, it's not because I've been through one of these programs. It's just you're that self-aware and you it still fix them. Yeah. bothers me that I, that I said this to you 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I've had, like I say, at least two of those that, that come back to me. And in both cases, when I, when I mention this to the person, I'm really sorry about what I did. They've looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. And just said, whatever. I don't even remember. But, <laughs> but just, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we've made it past we're that. We're past, don't, past Don't worry that, about yeah. that. You know, yep. I've, you're, I've, you're I've, okay. I've had that too. <laughs> like, man, I wish I wouldn't have brought that up. Let me go back home. <laughs> So, now I look like a real idiot. <laughs> well, you know, I sort of felt like that. But, yeah. you know, there's a piece of me, though, that I, I, I don't know. I guess I feel like I feel. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, no, totally. I think, but I just, I think that's really admirable. I, the fact that, because I think so many people are missing that self-reflection, you know. And it, obviously it can be a detriment and it can drive you insane. You can be, you can get, you can, over, you can spiral out focusing on it. And and that's getting the hurt. thing, you know, you know, but, I've, I've got to tell myself, get over it, move on. Yeah. You know, you know, all the things about myself that I self-reflect on and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, all the things that I think I need to change about me, just, just relax. When just, I feel myself spiraling out like that, I try to give myself a time limit. You know, if, if I'm like, wow, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Okay, five more minutes and then I'm out of this. Like, mm-hmm. I got to move on, move on to the next subject. There's things that need to get done, you know. I was trying to end it like that. But no, that's great. Now, as, as far as you, uh, complimenting you, I, I feel a little uh, a little more at a disadvantage. Um, <laughs> because I feel like... You're uh, on my home turf right now. Uh, well, there's <laughs> that too, you know. You've been thinking about this, if, you know, for... I, I imagine you've been you've been going at this for days. What can sure. I say about Glenn? Exactly, okay, you know? yeah. Um, and, and I feel that we, I've known you a lot more surface. Sure. You know, yeah. um, I know you more as, as just a f- fabulous musician. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and, and, a, and a fun guy. And uh, I, I take both of those. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't feel like, <laughs> I, I know there's a lot more that. to you than, <laughs> than that. And even but there's just, nothing wrong with that. I think we probably conversed more today <laughs> sure, know, before yeah, doing so. this than we have at any other time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I see you and your fiance as just incredibly nice people. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, well, me too. And I hope that uh, Lori, before she went out to go teach, she said, you know, she put out that invitation to come up and have dinner with us. So I, I hope that we can make that happen one these Eddie, days. you hear that? Dinner. Dinner. Dinner, Eddie. <laughs> 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 well, then we'll have to have, we'll have to do it. Uh, we'll have to get him up here and he'll be on the show and you can co-host with me. There we'll, you go. We'll, we'll grill him. <laughs> you should get him alone first. We'll really you know? grill him. Yeah. I don't want to steal his thunder. 
I don't think he'll let that happen. He'll get in. There. <laughs> he'll get his time. <laughs> no, that's great. If I were here, I'd be I'd be inter- interjecting. You know, yeah, just at all the wrong times. Well, I appreciate that comment, and that's what kind of. I mean, mine were kind of. I mean, honestly, like, like, even that conversation just now kind of get, it just gave me an even more in depth look at because you're totally right. The time that we spent together has mostly been you know like on like here and there and for little bits of time and just seeing each other around and you know and talking and stuff. But like, so it was cool well, to have like an and actual in a group too, too because mm-hmm. you know I. I was getting to know what ten of you exactly. at once, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, whereas yeah. I was kind of the new new kid in the group. When and, and, and typically, everyone's at different varying degrees of which you know number of beers they're on. Yeah. <laughs> there so, you go. <laughs> so we met. Yeah, that, that the longest conversation you and I had, had was that night in Nashville. We were just hopping around and joking uh-huh. around. So that was pretty fun. And I don't remember most of that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, th- those Nashville ones l- tend to lend themselves to. Uh, foggy memories mm-hmm. <laughs> the bourbon is just flowing so that's how it goes no that's great well that's been the compliment corner <laughs> thanks for joining me there well thank you yeah it's a fun game um the next game we're gonna play is what something game? uh this is a this is a game that we're gonna play now called get your dang butt out of my face when you get by the human race All right, so this is a much more... This is an airing of grievances game, you know? Uh, some people think that's negative to air grievances, you know? But I think it's the way to... The, the best way to stay positive is to get some stuff off your, off your chest sometimes, you know what I mean? So just getting it out there, and basically what we're going to do is we're going to take turns talking about something that's been ticking us off, pissing us off, making us angry, you know? And then it gives us a chance to figuratively tell that thing to get its dang butt out of our face. So you'll explain it. You know, and then you'll, you'll, you know, point at that thing and tell it, you know, get its dang butt out of your face. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we'll take turns. Um, the, uh, it, it can be big. It can be big picture, political. I don't care. It can be anything. It can be very small and silly, day-to-day stuff. I don't care. As long as it's true to you. And if you have a bunch of stuff, we can do lots if you want. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> no rules here in this game. Do you have something right, uh, percolating right off the top of your head or do you want some time to think about it? Oh, yeah. It? The first thing that comes to me is walking down the street. Yeah. The guy who's in my lane. Ooh. I, I, I walk like I drive. I walk yeah. on the right side. On the right side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when the guy is walking in my lane, yep. I don't move. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, but Yeah, no, you're supposed to be walking over there. Yeah. In, in a in a hallway. Yeah. At a business. Totally. No, get on your side of the get hallway. Get on the right side. We're not yeah. in Europe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a Frenchman? That's it. That's what I always say. Oh gosh. No, I don't say- So so so, what do you want to say to that guy? Just get in your lane, and then the name of the game is "Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face." So you have to say oh, in order to win the game. Oh, get your dang butt out of my! I can't say it. <laughs> get your dang butt out of my face. <laughs> See, that's how you win the game. <laughs> oh, okay. So did I win? Yeah, you won. You won the game. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go. I have your one. turn. My mine that I'm going to mention right now is the. We uh, we have this recycling area, like kind of in the alley over here. And they recently, um, we for this whole building, there's eight units in this building. And they used to have two recycling bins in it. And I think all of us recycle way more than we throw out, you know. And um, so now th- what happened was we were having a homeless problem in our alley where people were, you know, putting a whole bunch of stuff back there. And it was getting really kind of dangerous. And 
uh, a lot of the, you know, like smaller, you know, like women tenants that live here were getting really nervous and calling the cops every mm-hmm. night and stuff. And it was getting kind of, it, it so we were having cop presence here like every night. And the co- you could hear them like outside because we live right on the street side. And you could hear them talking to the, the same guy. They'd be like, come on, Leon, you got to get out of there. You know, like they knew the first name yeah. basis and stuff. And and so finally the, the property management group that runs our place, they built a fence on either side of the of of the alley but the problem is that they locked it up so so the garbage men can't get in there you know so somebody has to be good about getting that in there Mm -hmm. which is normally me i'm normally the guy that goes back and pulls out the recycling bin to make sure and gets to that but they for some reason when that happened we went down to one recycling bin which i don't understand what happened there if they were just like why do we have two when they were building it they must have been like why do we have two let's get rid of one you know Uh and cost less a month or something so they moved us down to one recycling bin and they locked it up so if if somebody doesn't get out there on Wednesday nights to move that recycling bin out, then that thing is full for the whole week, and then it just piles up. So I've like I've felt like it's added on to my life this extra little annoying chore of every Wednesday night running out there at midnight and making sure that recycling bin gets put out because the garbage bin can't get back to the trash. You think management should handle that? I know it's really yeah. annoying. So we've complained about it. You know, like everybody's been like, "Hey, what happened on our second bin? Why? You know, what are we gonna do about this situation? Can we put a key? All this different stuff. It's been a really annoying process." Um, but so basically, my get your dang butt out of my face uh, moment this week is just, hey, um, property management group and our recycling situation, get your dang butt out of my face. I hate it. It's really mm-hmm. frustrating. <laughs> Do you have any more? I love that sidewalk one. I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I walk Rupert <laughs> multiple times a day, and and there's always something annoying about the sidewalk. Oh yeah. I mean, and especially like you know, people with their dogs off leash or their or also. Oh, well, there's that one too. If you're if you're halfway down the street. I, I think it's common courtesy. If you're halfway down the street and and, and you and you round the corner, it, and you have a dog as well, I think th- it's on that person that just rounded the corner to cross the street and not have a dog confrontation. You know. Well, you know, there there are those people that think uh, the dogs are supposed to meet. Right. And but no, they no. they don't necessarily get along. So so. Well, and you don't no, don't make me. You don't know my dog. You don't know if I'm if exactly. I'm taking my dog out for a quick walk before I have to go to work. I'm not trying to waste time. I'm trying. You know, there's all kinds of things. Yeah. You don't know what what you're doing. And dogs off the leash. That's one of mine as well. Oh. Uh, you know, we we live uh, right by a park. Yeah. And it's but it's not a dog park. Right. And it's not unusual for people to ha- be throwing a ball out there in the park with their dog. Yeah. And when we take our dog over there, it's like, excuse me, there is a leash law, yeah, in our city, in the park. So please, you know, put your dog on leash. Now there's, uh, there's one guy, who lives on one of the side streets there, just off the park. Okay. Who would come over with his three dogs, all off leash. Uh Now, they're all really well behaved. Sure. I mean, so so really, they're good dogs. And so the guy, um, I, I just didn't really understand why we kind of demanded that he have his dogs on leash. Uh, one day we were walk- actually walking down his street and one of his dogs came out to meet our, our dog. Yep. And we said, you know, we're, we're there. No, no, get away, get away. And the guy said something to his dog. No, they don't like, they don't like you. Come back <laughs> over here. And I, and I, <laughs> yeah. I felt I had to tell him, no, it's, I, your dog is adorable. Yeah. But, but no, we, I'm afraid my dog is Gonna not, bite your not dog gonna be good. Gonna, He's gonna, gonna bite your yeah. dog. Yeah. So get anxiety or get all this stuff. Yeah. So um, fast forward a little bit. Our next door neighbor told us it was walking out, walking her dog recently, and she told us how she and her husband had seen coyotes. Yeah. On a couple of occasions, and then she mentioned that this guy with the three dogs that uh, was out walking his three dogs unleashed, 
coyote picked up the little one mm-hmm. and uh, took him, and, and the guy actually found his dog still alive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, wow. he, but he died shortly later. Oh. Uh, and so I felt really bad about that, but there's a piece of me that says, you know, I hope he learned something here. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you got to have your dogs on leash. When, when I take out my little dog, he, I mean, he's just a little guy, 15 pounds. And when I take him out in the dark of night, I'm always concerned. I'm always looking around, afraid that maybe there's going to be a coyote. Coyotes, yeah. That's real. uh, Yeah. People that have the, uh, you know, the leashes that uh, are the retractable Retractable. leashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what good are those? Yeah. So. um, You need to have them. You need to have them close by. That's not about. That's you saw Rupert. He's like the best behaved dog on the planet. He's he he, like I, I can walk around with him without without a leash. But it's not about that, you yeah. know. He's also skittish. I mean, like you know, if 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 a dog that he doesn't like comes up, he'll run around. You know, it's like, and you just need need to. Have, it's it's in an it's a just in case type of thing. It's like, and people say, you know, well, what if you know, your your dog should be able to run if a coyote comes. It's like, no, coyotes run all yeah. day long. That like your dog that sits on the couch while you're at work is not gonna outrun a coyote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it's and like keep I it close would just to be you. devastated. Yeah, I, you know, I don't. Probably you and Rupert as well. If, yeah. if something happened to him, oh my god, I would yeah. just be a basket case. Oh, no, especially like on your watch. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. It's you know, you just do the safe thing. Have it. Have him all. We had to put down a little guy just a few months ago. No, oh, that's and right. I was, I was really surprised at how, how it affected me. Yeah. You know, and I've talked to people too who have, who have actually said. This has affected me more than than a lot of people who oh, have died yeah, in my exactly. life. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, of it's, course. It, it, you know, it was weeks and weeks, and I still have moments where I I think about that other little guy. Yeah. And and I'm just insanely sad that he's gone. We've lost several dogs in my in my lifetime, and they they all hurt like crazy. The lightest yeah. one was in December, and it hurt like hell. And you know, ours was November. Yeah. It's it just it's just it's the worst thing. Now, on the Chance planet. was my first dog, though. This that's is, great. This yeah. is the one that we have now, and yeah. I, and I, I I looked at Eddie and I said, when this one goes, we're going to be basket cases. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. So so it's yeah, a scary thing to think about. But yeah, but it's but it's yeah, it's it's a horrible feeling because they're so such pure beings, right? You know, mm-hmm. they don't do anything. Oh right? my gosh, they're just great loyal companions. Yeah. You know? So it's just, it is kind of worse than a human. <laughs> okay. So, so so we we're both on that one. So uh, we should uh, both uh, say, let's let's say it together then. So people that uh, go off leash and don't take care of their dogs like that, hey, get, get your, your dang, dang butts butt out, out of our face. faces. <laughs> well, okay. that feels great. Do you feel good about that? I, it makes me feel good to get yeah. that off our chest. Yeah. You have another one? I like do. You're gearing up. Uh, turn signals. Ooh. Use your damn turn signal. Yeah. There's a language <laughs> that we all have out on the streets, and if you don't use it, you're you know you're 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 a loser. <laughs> every every now and then, I, I, I'll share a Facebook or Instagram post that that talks about this lever on the on the side of your steering wheel. Right. You Give know, it a shot. <laughs> most people, do, you know, don't know what this is, but this is what it, what yeah. it really does. It actually, you shows know? you where yeah. you're, it shows people around you where you're going to go. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, tell them what to do if they're if they're bad at using the turn turn signals. If you're bad at using your turn signal, or if you don't know what it is, get your dang butt out of my face. Yeah. That's right. Well, I feel great. I feel good. You feel better? I feel much better. Okay, good. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of that game. And so that's been, get your dang butt out of my face. But even at that, though, I mean, so so here I'm complaining a lot. But uh, I, I don't stress about these things now. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm just really so much. You feel so much more relaxed about it. Yeah, somebody it. doesn't use their turn signal, and I just, I laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> idiot <laughs> you're dumb you're dumber than i <laughs> yes <laughs> that's great that's great 
Uh, all right, well then it's time for our next game. This is another ga- uh, another fun game. This is called Beg the Universe for Something Small That You Want. Beg the Universe for Something Small That You Want. And beg the universe for something small that you want. Basically, the point of this game is, you know, everybody has these large, lofty goals. You know, I want to be famous. I want a million dollars. I want a yacht. I want to, you know, I want to take first class everywhere I fly. All that kind of stuff. All these big goals take time to get there. You know, you don't just get these things overnight. You can obviously be, you know, always trying to get to those places, but it takes a long time. And if if all of your goals are really big picture like that, it's hard to go day to day. You know, it's like, it makes it hard if that's all you have is these big lofty goals. So what I like to do is take things down to the micro level a little bit and be, and take a moment. We're gonna we'll talk about something small that we want. You know, people have begged for candy bars, uh, a coupon for le- you know so that they can spend less on tires or th- all kinds of things have been you know begged for on the show in the past when we played this game. But you can just beg for something very small. The day to day, something easy so that that the, uh, the universe. And we always say universe because I just like to you know makes people a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. than them placing. But it's just a you know an admission of some kind of higher power, <laughs> something that's something they can de- de- deliver a coupon for a, you know for strawberries at the store instead of mm-hmm. making them all so expensive. <laughs> but so yeah, something small day to day, and then we'll talk about those things that we want to beg for, and then. Uh, I'll count to three, and then we'll beg, and we can help each other out. Well, you know, and we'll, you know, whatever it takes to get, really get in there, and we'll do that. You know, does it count if you if we beg for them to use their turn signals? Yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> you can, be, yeah, if you want to throw that back in there, no. throw that in the hat. <laughs> I guess I've already done that. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, you you go okay, first. Okay, I, I, I have one. Um, yesterday, I, I told you before before we started that I, I have I have a difficult time figuring out how to relax. And, and I, I just, I get on overload, hyper, you know, hyper work, hyper creative, and just always trying to get stuff done and like, you know, check things off the list. And it was embarrassing on Sunday when I decided to take a day off. Like, and I had a gig in the morning, but I decided to use the rest of the day for like mental health kind of thing. And I sat, I literally sat at the kitchen table for almost an hour and a half and Lori Watchman kept on checking in with me and I couldn't figure out how to relax for the rest of the day. <laughs> and I finally just had to walk out. I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk away and just figure it out. Like as I go, I'm just going to meander around the neighborhood until I figure out something to do. And, uh, and then, so then yesterday, Lori and I typically on Tuesdays, we try to hang out together and just kind of make it either the day or the evening or both like trying to spend time together. And so we decided to go to the beach and, uh, we haven't, we haven't been to the beach for, you know, very often. And I, and so, and within five minutes, everything was out of my brain i turned my phone on airplane i was my anxiety was gone my you know I, I, like i wasn't thinking about projects or anything and i just felt better and, we, and then i feel better today just having spent like an hour and a half at the beach mm-hmm. yesterday and then we went and saw a, a documentary down there in santa monica and it was just it was like this perfect thing and, I, and i'm like i play so many gigs near beaches i do you know i'm in laguna beach all the time and so my thing that i want to beg for is just using you know like uh trying to use the beach more often as a way to calm myself down and turn my brain off for a little bit and just listen to the waves and calm get get centered and stuff i just want to beg the universe to get myself because I'm, I'm by the ocean all the time so i just want to simply use that the you know those hours of time to go sit at the beach and listen to the waves mm-hmm. basically just have that in my brain more often to make myself slow down so that's what i want to beg for i think what i'd beg for Well, unlike you, I don't 
have so much of a problem relaxing. Mm-hmm. And this, it's it's funny. I can, I can now on the computer. I can play games. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of it. Well, we talked about card games. Uh, oh yeah, I remember as a, as a little kid, um, I had this little deck of cards. They're like I think from. I think somebody gave them to me from a, a plane flight. You know, they're just a, oh, a yeah. small deck of cards. Sure. And I remember I used to play cards when I was upset. You know, my grandfather is the one who basically raised me. And, you know, of course, if I was dealing with discipline um, or even if it was just something, you know, he wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do, what I thought was best for me, I would I would sulk and I would sit down and I would start playing <laughs> solitaire. Yep, yep. And so that really has, has it, it continues to be something that is, is sort of a, a a release for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I forget about everything else that's going on, and I, I kind of relax. You play uh, physical, car, like, solitaire on the, uh, with cards, or you play on your phone? I play, well, I play on my Both. phone or on the computer, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. sitting at home. Uh, but, you know, and other little games, too, you know. I I play, I, love, I play solitaire on my phone every day. Yeah, much, so yeah. so I, that that's something for me. I, I think for me, though, what uh, I would beg for is to be just a little bit more productive in life um it's kind of the opposite okay and and this is not necessarily big big things mm-hmm. um, um as, as i walked in here you complained that your your place was a little bit of a mess uh-huh. and i said let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> um I, i'm i'm trying to convince myself to do even if i if i if i just literally make the effort to do one thing yeah um Pay, pay some bills, uh, wash those glasses, unload the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. If if I if I make myself, well, I shouldn't say make myself. If I would allow myself, if I would uh, if I would just do one thing. Usually, you can't do just one thing. Right. Once, exactly, once you do something, yeah. you know, you get the, in the that mode. Brain kicks in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, well, let's do this as well. You know, I'm washing the wine glasses. Well, why don't I? load these into the dishwasher mm-hmm. wash the doggy dishes too while i'm at it mm-hmm. but if i can get myself if i can beg for the uh fortitude to just get off my butt and do that one thing yeah uh every day uh, clean the toilet mm-hmm. um that's huge yeah I, I, I mean Those how, little things. how long does it take to, mm-hmm. to swish that brush around exactly. in the toilet <laughs> yeah. um you know i i can just see that that would be a, a huge make a huge difference to my life. It does. Yeah, that's a, t- totally. Yeah. So just you, so you want to beg for kind of being more productive with little things, get yourself going into that mode. So I, you I can would get, say more stuff off. beg to do one thing every day. Yeah. Just yeah I've thing. given this advice a million times on this set because this is something that I started a long time ago, but uh, uh, was just when I wake up, the bed gets made. Like that's the first thing I do. It just, and it, it takes no time to just make the bed again, you know, and because then I'm very happy when I come home at the end of the day. And I'm tired and I can just slip right into bed. You know, it's just it's, yeah. but it's this mental thing of even I, I just even if I stop for the rest of the day, like I, I have done something right off the bat. You know, it's so easy, like the toilet thing. It's just like yeah. just do it. It's super easy. Just get it done. Exactly. Um, the problem is that Lori often wakes up later than I do, so I have to I, I kind of like make my side of the bed and then she gets out and then if I'm still <laughs> home, then I go make her side. Of the- <laughs> yeah. And I'm the one who's in the bed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a tricky thing, uh-huh. but I do work around that aspect of it. But I totally get that. All right, so you're going to be begging for um uh trying to get one thing, you just even get one thing, you know, more productive done a day. Yes. I'm going to be uh, begging for 
you know, using that time wisely. Because I'm always at gigs early, I'm, you know, and I have that time there. I could go to the beach and just, even if it's 30 minutes, like, or 10 minutes, you know, just go sit at the by the water for a little mm-hmm. bit and just kind of zone out for a minute, like a meditation. So I'm going to be begging for that. We can help each other out. Absolutely. You know, we can lean on that. We can, you know, beg for that thing. Uh, and, and begging means whatever that means for you. If it's screaming, if you cry... If uh, you if you throw up, it's fine. Anything that happens is fine. It's fair game and begging. <laughs> okay, you ready to do it? This will really test the acting chops. You know, only it won't be acting. It's true. You know what? The what begging we part. Oh, when we start begging. Oh, we're we're gonna beg now. We're gonna beg. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Do you do you know what you're begging for? And what I'm begging for? I know what you're begging for. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Being productive Got every this. day. Yeah. Cool. We can do it. Okay. So I'll count to three and then we'll go. Make okay. sense? All right. One, two, three. Universe, okay. I'm going to beg to just be a little bit more productive every day. Please. I just want to use the beach time to relax a little bit, you know? And I want Glenn to be more productive every day. He wants that. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I can be productive. I, I, can, I can relax for you. Yeah. And people can yeah. use their turning signals too. <laughs> please, God. I'm not please, good at universe. begging. No. <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Well, I feel better. I still haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I need to beg that you can beg better. <laughs> I got to work on my begging. Please. Yeah. Let Glenn beg that's better. That's it. That's it. I beg to beg better. <laughs> he needs to be able to beg for things and make things change for that's him. That's really ridiculous when I have to beg to beg. <laughs> Well, most people aren't used to begging anything, you know. It's just something we, you know, get out of the comfort zone. Really, just beg, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel better. I think we're gonna get the things that we want. I think so. Because next time I see you, you're gonna say, "So, are you doing it?" Yeah, I'll, and I'll check in with you, and we'll see, and I'll give the, I'll give the listeners an update. I'll check with you, and I'll say, "Are you not doing it?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Are you stopping yourself and yeah. driving yourself less crazy every day? Yeah, I really would like to stop driving myself crazy, so that's why I did focus on that for myself today. It's just, it's just, I get on the, I spiral, that's what I spiral out on, just like what needs to get done, you know, and then I lay down in bed at night and my, my head, it takes me forever to just like turn it, turn it off, you know. And that's the worst. It's bad. I mean, I've been there where, where you, your head hits the pillow. I remember we had a. I'll be exhausted, well, you know, and I, and I can't go to sleep because I'm, I'm just like thinking about what has to get done as soon as I wake well, up. Well, the first time we had any workmen in the house, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just doing this major remodel, um, you know, we've all heard the horror stories about, uh contractors mm-hmm. and i remember i i was just beside myself i i just at the end of this one job i said you know i wanted to notify anybody that could be notified you know i was t- talking about television stations you know the consumer advocates uh and i just go to not, go to go to sleep at night or go to bed at night head it would hit the pillow and i would just be going through all these scenarios yeah. all the things that i wanted to do needed to do you know the way i wanted to get back at these people for every every way that i thought they had wronged me yep and finally I just got to the point where I said, this is stupid. You know, you, you're not hurting anybody but yourself. Right. You know, essentially I wanted revenge. Yep. Um, and I thought, finally, you just have to let it go. Yeah. And when I did, it just, it just made the, Melted. the biggest difference. And that's essentially where I am in my life now. You know, where I'm not going to let traffic get to me. Yeah. It, it's, you know... Um, I'm, I I may still call people idiots because yeah. they didn't use their damn turn signal. I say dumb idiot. Yeah. I, I, like to, I like to slam them <laughs> twice. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I don't really, 
I, it's it's not that big a deal to me. It's it's yeah. it's like I wish you'd use your turn signal, but I'm not going to stress. You're you're not going to hurt my life because you didn't use your turn signal. Yeah, I'm going to relax with it, and that's good. I need to take a little little bit more of that. And that's if I really work, I can relax. If I have to like work to relax, you know, like how you're begging to beg. It's mm-hmm. like I have to <laughs> have to work harder to turn off. <laughs> you know, so I want to get that. I just want to get that time less you know uh-huh. get, like reduce that time in between a little more so that's what i'm working on but anyway that's been beg the universe for something small that you want beg the universe for something small <laughs> all right well we're coming to the end of the show um the one of the last things that i always do is basically again the name of the show is ryan is super strong and so keep in mind there's so many types of strength whether it be physical mental spiritual i mean there's the emotional there's all kinds of strength um, but my question for all of my guests is simply, hey, are you super strong? Silence. <laughs> if you say silence during silence, it doesn't count as silence anymore. <laughs> There's no music before this? You know? No, no, no. This is, just a, this is just a nice, clean question. Yeah, I think I'm pretty strong. It's 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 not the type of question I usually think about because I'm usually I'm usually downgrading myself. Sure, you know? I, I'm yeah. usually usually being humble, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm usually uh, you know kind of backing off. But I think in in the end, I I feel like I've I've proven I'm a strong person. Mm-hmm. You know, my you know, having really gotten gone into my life, mm-hmm. gone into certain pieces of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to, to to start my life from the beginning and start going through, it sounds like a Greek tragedy. Yeah, you know, it it hasn't been a a, a fairy tale life. Okay. Um, and I feel like I've dealt with a lot of things. And I'm a happy guy. I mean, I really am a happy guy. I mean, you've, you know, you've, you, you've said that in so many different ways. How, yeah. I'm, I, I'm very positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I generally see the, the glasses, half. Okay, I can't remember which is a good one, but basically, right. the, you know, the, the glass is half full. It's, it's not half. half empty. You know, it's the glass is half. It's, it's a yeah. good thing. I still have half a glass of water. Yeah. Um. I I feel good about actually this is um, um, I was telling a friend about this just recently at night um, when my head hits the pillow mm-hmm. generally where I am is giving thanks for all the things that I that I have yeah I'm not wealthy but I've I've got um, you know, I've got a, I've got, I've, I've got a, a spouse. I've got a, mm-hmm. a home. I have a dog. Mm-hmm. We have two cars that work. I mean, you know, that are dependable. Yeah. Um, I have so much to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. I don't like to get into the uh, two words that come to mind. Uh, first one is blessed. I feel blessed. Right. But I think there, whenever you say blessed, uh, you, you has kinda, different connotations. Yeah. To you know, it. Pe- yeah, people get into the religious thing. And I'm not, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that. Uh, the other thing is fortunate. Well, here I, we're talking about I, I, where, where, where my mind goes is gambling. Right. And I don't like to think about 
it, it's not fortunate. It's not luck that I am where I am. Um, no, there's been a lot of hard work along the way. Mm-hmm. And we're in a place where, I gosh, I, mean, I live in California. Yeah. I've yeah. got the weather. I've got, I've got all these things to be thankful for. Yeah, I suppose I could grouse and find things to, to, to complain about. But I don't see a point in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't even come to mind except, well, maybe turn signals, you know. Yeah. <laughs> People that don't, you know. You know? But sure. No, I am just, I'm, I'm so happy mm-hmm. with all, all, all that I have. And I think uh, there's got to be a certain strength in that. Uh, totally, I, I yeah. think I think I must have worked through a lot of stuff to to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like to think that when bad things happen, I have the strength to overcome. Mm-hmm. And I you know I I can't exactly tell you what that means when it happens. It's it's just I I deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a certain definitely strength in that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a certain matter of factness uh, through all this. You know, bad things happen. Yeah. Well, so you can either you can either go nuts about your you know your misfortune, mm-hmm. or solve the problem, mm-hmm. move on. And and I think just generally, my my attitude is not to 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 sulk, mm-hmm. uh, but to move forward. Yeah, you know, you you, you gotta life goes on. Yeah, well, so, I like well that's that, that's falling into my next question uh, right right off there right there with some advice because, you know, the podcasts are great because you know you don't know when or where or why or how someone's listening to a podcast episode. They go up and some people listen that week and some people listen years later. Mm-hmm. But I always think that someone's listening that is relating to you. You know, like to the to the to the guest each week. You know, and you don't know who that is. Not everyone relates to every single person. Yeah. But for those listeners that are hearing your story and hearing about you and hearing and just liking you and who you are, and, uh, and or maybe maybe you're a star and it's years later and they're looking <laughs> you up in past interviews and all that stuff. Look and listen to this. So yeah. So what uh, what is some advice that you could give um, to the listeners that are relating to you that can serve as kind of a mantra for them this week until next week when a new guest comes in and gives some advice about how to be super strong like a Glenn Edward? You know. I think just. Find a way to relax, mm-hmm. whether whether yoga does it for you or walking on the beach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or getting out in the kayak in the ocean, yeah, uh, walking your dog, I mean, uh, or playing cards, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, sit down and play some solitaire. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I think you just need to find a way to, and when I say relax too, I think re- there's so many words that seem to have so many different connotations. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, relax oftentimes just a... Uh, translates to lazy yeah and that's not what i mean there's just you got to find a way to clear your mind Mm -hmm. to um to reset to um not stress about all uh, the things that didn't go right today Mm -hmm. um to look forward to all the fun things that could be happening tomorrow yep how do you how do you develop a positive attitude? I I, I don't know. Is, mm-hmm. it, is there an is there an answer or are we just who we are? You know, yeah. some people are positive, some people are negative. I I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. But I just think you need to find a way 
to reset your own clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get behind that. I'm working on that myself, so that's that. That feels good to me too right now. <laughs> Just uh, if you can get away from negative negativity, whether yeah. that's people or if it's just in you like mm-hmm. I, I just know some people that run negative comments. yeah there's just yeah. something there's always something wrong yeah yeah only see the bad in a situation yeah. and my attitude generally speaking is you're the one who can change it you're mm-hmm. the only one who can change it whatever it may be i've, I've had uh people describe to me how uh, just uh, they hate their job mm-hmm well, then what are you doing to change that? Mm-hmm. If you don't like your job, find a new job. Yeah. Uh, if you... Okay, well, you, you can't just move to a new job right now. Well, what are you doing? Are you, are you going to school to help prepare yourself to, to maybe look for a better job tomorrow? Or just a, a different job? Are you in a place where you can... I, I realize you, you can't necessarily just walk away from one thing into another, but we can all make effort to change our environment. Yeah, to, and I, th- I think that I, I always say that too. It's like you, you kind of lose the right to complain about a situation if you're not actively trying to get out of it. And I've told people you that know? too. You must like it be- <laughs> yeah. because you are, are are giving your life tacit approval yeah. by not making the change if you're if you're just if you're not going to do anything to get out then just don't complain it's like if you're not doing anything but if you're trying hard to get out of a situation then yeah that then yeah bitch and mom man it's it's uh, you're I, trying we, to get out of it and we've all known <laughs> people in, in relationships that complain about their relationships sure, yeah. and they they end a relationship and they get into another relationship and it's all the same complaints right they didn't and fix you anything find out. or analyze what they were doing or... well sometimes it's them sometimes they just keep on getting together same with the type. same person Mm-hmm. It may be a blonde this time, a brunette or a redhead, you know, but, yeah. but it's it's three different people, but they're some version of themselves or some version of someone in their, you know, some exactly. character trope in their own life. You, know, or you like this bad boy, bad, this bad girl. No. Yeah. So that's what I was. I, I, I dated very similar people for a long time. And and uh, and it just you do that same thing. Everybody does. Has that and when they all make thing. you unhappy, you need to figure out, well, what what is it that you're going on, you know, that you're doing? Yeah. Got to go. Got to flip the script a little bit sometimes. <laughs> so, so yeah. You, I just think we all need to find a way to to reset our. I like that. Our heads, our lives. Yeah, I really like that. Um. All right. Well, then the last thing, the uh, the second to last thing we're gonna do is uh is plugs. You know, because I want people to be able to follow you on you know on social media or if, if there's any YouTube videos or anything like that you have coming up or you know if anything where people can follow you and know about stuff because I, I I enjoy following you on Instagram. You always talk about dogs and wine and <laughs> things that I enjoy. So I'm <laughs> I'm a big follower of that stuff. Uh. But yeah, what can, where can people follow you and look stuff up from 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 Glenn Edward? Well, um, my Instagram handle is. Uh, I am Glenn Edward, and that's G L E double N Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a uh, Glenn two N's Edward no S. <laughs> oh Edwards, yeah, all right. So no yeah. S, no S. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I am Glenn Edward. Um, I've got. Let's see. Uh, actually, there's a movie that's going to be coming out soon, mm-hmm. uh, and you can find the trailer for it at Grace and Grit. Dot net. Okay. And the title of this movie is Grace and Grit. And I'm not a star or anything. Uh, I was actually just hired as an extra, but I'm a, a double for an actual person in life. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is this wonderful story about um, uh, Treya Wilbur, 
and basically she gets cancer and it, it, the movie is basically about her dealing with her cancer. Okay. But I was lucky enough to um, be in this movie last year. And the first thing I did when I was called to set, like I said, I was just an extra. I walked on to set. The first thing that happened was the director took me by the arm. Director is Sebastian Siegel. Look him up. He's uh, a, a great looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's done a lot of modeling. He's been on a lot of uh, like men's health, men's fitness. Awesome. Uh, a magazine. When I first saw him, I thought he looks really familiar and I couldn't figure out why. Um, later I figured it you out. figured it out, yeah. But anyhow, so the first thing I did, he took me by the arm and he walked me down the aisle. Because the first thing I was going to be doing is walk, be walking my daughter down the aisle. Yeah. My daughter was Mina Suvari. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I sit with my wife, Frances Fisher. Yeah. And I mean, so these are two big names in the entertainment industry. So yeah. um, I was really fortunate uh, to be playing the, the the husband and and father of these two, yeah. And I had uh, three days on set, uh, like only four scenes, but like I say, I'm actually. You can see me in the trailer for the movie That's at, awesome, at graceandgrit.net. Yeah. Grace you know, yeah. sometimes it's like half of my head behind Francis Fisher. But the thing is, I'm hoping I'm seen in the movie. Yeah, I'm um, sure you'll be. Yeah, if you're I, in the trailer, I mean, that's, yeah. that's going to make the... Make and, I'm, and I'm hoping that I actually get a credit there, too. That'd be awesome. But yeah. okay, so, th so that's sort of like a, a big thing that's in the works, should be coming out soon. Um, another thing, uh, uh, it, 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 maybe your viewers have seen... Uh, Craper race commercials, infomercials uh, on late at night. Mm -hmm. I've had calls all over the country. A friend in Florida, a friend in Indiana. Um, I have a church job where I sing on Sunday mornings. And one of the church ladies uh, stopped me w one morning saying, I saw you on TV yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So I've been in these infomercials for Craper race. Uh, Jane Seymour is a spokesperson. And another spokesperson is uh, Dorothy Hamill. Oh, okay. yeah, great. Um, even uh, the in-laws in Louisiana have seen this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this is really fun that I've been seeing, uh, been seen all over the country. Yeah, people are seeing you all over the place. Um, and then another thing that I've done recently, you mentioned the Gold Group. Yeah, um, Oxford Gold Group. Oxford yeah. Gold Group. I did a uh, shoot for them, oh gosh. A few months ago. Now, yes, right? maybe yeah. six or eight months ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a 30-second spot. I had a call from somebody in Kansas City who said, Glenn, I just saw you on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and just a, about a month ago, they called me to do another spot for them, a 60-second spot. So all three of these spots, Craper Race, um, Oxford Gold Group, uh, can be found on YouTube. Yeah. And, and actually on my Instagram page, you can see little clips of them as well. Yep, that's right. Uh, so those are sort of my biggest claims to fame at this moment. Um, you know, the big thing is I am just enjoying my life right now. Yeah. Um, well, that's how it all starts. I mean, you get, I mean, the fact that you're getting called for these things, I mean, people, I mean, people audition and audition and audition forever yeah. and don't get anything. And all. I would love, I would love to be a success at this. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm not, it's okay. My attitude is so different about this now at, was, at, at my yeah. age than it was, say, 30 or 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. It was a lot more important back then. Yeah. Right now, I don't want anybody to think I'm just doing this as a lark. This isn't right. just, just for fun. I'm not, it's not like partying all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm having fun doing it, but it's about the journey. I, when I go to auditions, I'm meeting interesting and creative people. Yep. It's, uh, it's really neat. It's really fun to walk into a room and see a whole room of people that look just like me. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit 
strange. That is strange. That is a weird thing. And, and you know, when you walk into a room and they don't all look like you, you go, am I in the right place? Where am I? Yeah, what's yeah. going on? What are they looking for? Uh, but, and there's that and there's, you know, classes. Yeah. Again, interesting, creative, fun people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be sitting home watching something on TV and I go, oh, she was in class with me. I know her. I, I know yeah. her. It's fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I did America's Court with, uh, this is I, America's Court with Judge Ross. I did one of those episodes. Yeah. And yeah. the girl that was that I was up against in court, Yeah. she was on um, that uh, miniature golf show, uh, Holy Moly. Oh, right. I heard about that. I haven't yeah. seen it at all. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, you know, I, I, I'm just having fun. It's it's such a that's great good time being me right now. That's great. Well, I, I want to thank you for making time to come up here and be on this crazy show. It's it was a blast to have you, and thank also you get for some one on one time with you. It was awesome. This is like my first first interview. Well, I like it too because I mean I I I have people on this show that I think either have been interviewed a bunch or will be interviewed a bunch, right? But I feel like everybody asks kind of the same kind of questions, you know. And so I think that as you start getting interviewed more and more, people are going to ask you a lot about your past, about your process, about your, you know, how you do this and that. And I want people to be able to look up this interview and get to know you as a goofy guy, you know, <laughs> get this side of you, <laughs> you know, what I mean? so I like, I like that the people can get this different side of No, no, no. I'm, I'm the banker, the lawyer, the, the doctor. <laughs> yeah. So you'll get plenty of time to talk about the, ser- <laughs> the severity of life and it's, and it's still <laughs> but here we just kind of be goofy a little bit. So, but I really appreciate you making the time to come out here and do this show. Thank it's you for awesome asking me, Ryan. Of course. This is fun. Awesome. All right, well, I, uh, as far as my plugs, I always take this moment to plug Chad Coleman, who did the art for the show, uh, Chris Hackman, who did the intro and outro and helped me with the bumper cues. The Instagram for the show is Ryan is Super Strong. The Twitter is at Super Strong Ryan, and you can email us and be a part of Facebook community, all that type of stuff. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this show, uh, which I hope you did if you made it all the way to here at this point of the show, <laughs> uh, please go to Apple Podcasts and uh, give us five stars and leave us a review. Uh, the show's been being heard all over the world, and we're getting notifications every week that it's being listened to in Egypt and Mexico City and wow. Ireland. And uh, and we, we hit number 18 in Austria last week, and it's just it's crazy, doing all this crazy stuff. So um, the more that those reviews happen and, the, and we get up in the algorithms and all that stuff, the more ears get on my bad guest like glenn edward here <laughs> so please keep on reviewing and leaving five stars for the show i really appreciate it it's awesome and um the last thing that i do on each episode is i talk to a listener or a group of listeners and i try to get them to up their game in some way so this week is no different and i will start that right now all right this week i'm talking to kind of a rash of weirdos that we've had in the neighborhood lately and it kind of goes along with what glenn and i were talking about earlier with people walking with their dogs off leash people walking around a guy asked me to swap sunglasses with him the other day and he said that it's totally normal because he got his glasses from swapping with somebody else uh there's been a whole bunch of weird people weaponizing strange household instruments in west hollywood lately there's all this kind of crazy stuff going on and so and i know they're all listeners to my podcast (laughs) so i want to talk to them directly and say hey Stop being all crazy and stop, you know, walking around my neighborhood all crazy doing weird stuff or, you know, having your dog off leash and bothering my friend Rupert. You know, I, I, if you, what you need to do is listen to this show and listen to the advice of someone like Glenn Edward here, you know, to find a way to reset your clock so that you're on a more stable <laughs> platform of thought and emotions. And uh, if you do that and you, and you go back in the archive of Ryan is Super Strong and listen to all of the badass advice from my guests. 
And then you take all of that seriously and change your weirdo, wily, walking around my neighborhood ways. Then maybe, just maybe one day, you could be super strong too. <laughs> just like Ryan. And that's the end. The end. <laughs>